What is going on, BW Sports One World? That guy right there, he's the one. This guy right here, I'm the ass. Together, we are Black and White Sports, and it's time for a little couch talk. Brought to you, you and you and you, by our brothers, our sponsors, our family, our partners, First Financial Bank, Mr. John Wayne Buzzard. That's right. If you need any banking accessories, savings, all that stuff, you call John. Best at small business loans, 317-417-8582. And our rock star, Mr. Sean Nugent. That's right. Buying or selling a home. Get Talk to Tucker. But talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker. Man, I mess that up every time. 317-503-8322. Damon, it is the Thursday night before the Indianapolis 500. This is actually supposed to be the eve of Carb Day. And man, it's a weird, oh, weird, weird year. Yeah, the eve of Carb Day three months ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know what? Yes. Since we are talking about anything, but especially indie cars that drive fast, shift hard, and hopefully keep that rubber on the road, who else should we have in but our brothers over at Checker and Wreckers? What? is going on fellas you caught me off guard there hello <laughs> first of all you know it's the indy 500 thank you everybody. oh here we go <laughs> <laughs> carb day carb day's on friday now don't forget that i know today's thursday which is the eve of carb day Go with it. Go with it. That was better than Go with it. That was 500 right Go there. Go with it. Look at that stealth bomber right over the head. <laughs> that was the flyby. There you go. <laughs> I was thinking it. I was oh, thinking it. And then I was like, wait, no, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> this is this is what happens, folks, when you get the whole gang together. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I've done it like on four interviews. <laughs> yeah. It happens. it happens. Well, fellas, this is the pinnacle of all racer racing. This is the Greatest spectacle in racing. And this year, it's really going to be a spectacle 
for everybody live in front of the TV. Guys, what do you think about it? That what? you can use the word spectacle four more times. Spectacle. <laughs> Go ahead, Howdy. All right. Well, first of all, uh, let me congratulate Marco Andretti. First Andretti on the poll in 33 years. Huh? You guys know my feelings on him. I'll still congratulate him. It was an awesome run. Uh, it's 2020, man. What else could happen? He could win. <laughs> Watch that. <laughs> well, it could happen because he could win the race. And that's Exactly. But, you know, with, with the whole COVID and no fans out there, you know, it's it's kind of a, a eerie feeling almost. It's like, like a, a friend of ours on Checkers and Wreckers, Timmy Trowbridge, who works for uh, AG Foyt Racing, said it's, it's like a ghost town out there, you know, so... I mean, it's cool we get to watch it on TV, but it's not the same as being out the track because, you know, we all love the motor speedway. So to not oh, yeah. be able to be there really breaks my heart. Even Brad Doherty over here. Right. <laughs> Good <laughs> reference. Good reference there. I like it. He's the Brad Doherty of BW Sports <laughs> 1 right here. Hey, but, but, but truthfully, let me ask you a question. You know what I mean? They so, know what open wheel racing is. You can't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, coming from a background of his sports or the sporting events that I tend to participate and really focus on, crowd participation is a key factor in, you know, determining outcomes and moods and swings and momentum throughout the game, as you can see with the bubble basketball how those are those things not happening are affecting the outcome of these games um, in a sport like auto racing and there's no fans there you're one on one with the car anyway so how would that really affect or not affect the driver I'll go ahead and take that one it's I think uh to to start off being the Indianapolis 500 these guys are they're they're in the zone yes but They've got so many people. I mean, you can see this picture behind that that uh, is the backdrop here of us. So all those fans around here. And there's so many of those fans right there on pit lane, right up to when they say, ladies and gentlemen, start your engine. So, I mean, once you hop in that car, you've got to be one with that car. You've got to be one with uh, uh, the, the equipment you have and, and the team and everything. But, I think before the race, this is where you could see possibly Joseph Newgarden uh, benefit from something like this because the pressure of all these corporate sponsors that are surrounding your car right before, you know, these are the guys that pay for your ride. These are the guys that are doing it. They're not there. So that kind of element is gone, and you just get to be one with that team, one with the car all month here. So that does, I think, kind of bring a different aspect into it where you wouldn't think fans play necessarily as much of a, uh, a factor into it, but those guys still look into, into the crowd and they see, you know, during a caution that people are, are cheering when they're going around, they see those fists pumping in the air. I think also what's going to be a, a huge factor for these guys is going into turn one, lap one, mm -hmm. and it's empty. I think that right there. That would be eerie. That would have to be eerie. On, oh, like think of the guys like Kanan, Dixon, that have been there. They've done that. Right. They've seen many of these, not just one or two. And and now, like you said, it, it looks like the first day of practice. I mean, it, it looks less than the first day of practice, really. Right. So 
Uh, I, I think that's where you could see maybe Joseph Newgardner, like I said, somebody like that kind of uh, be able to, to concentrate just a hair more and, and overcome that, that jump there. Maybe a Marco Andretti. Well, he's obviously had a lot of pressure on him because of his name for one. Um, for two, it's been, I want to say, what what they say, uh, 13 years that he's been in the race. Because he started when he was, what, 19? His first race was when he was 19 or 20 years old, I It believe. might have been 1999, his first race there. Because I think he came into the sport right after the split. It wasn't too long after the split. Uh, okay. Worked out still in high school then? Uh, yeah. I was going to say, he was like giving their diapers still. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you, I got, I got a question for you. All right. Uh, with, which, what Tommy Boy said, you know, the pressure being off of these drivers. Could this be the year that Ed Carpenter puts it in to the winner's circle victory lane at the paddock? If there's no pressure with these sponsors, there's nothing. This is his hometown. He's seen that track look dead like it's going to be. Do you think that this is possibly Ed Carpenter's year, knowing that you've been an Ed Carpenter fan? As as much as I would like to see Ed win the Indy 500, I don't think this is his year. I, I really don't. So far, the Chevys just haven't looked like they've had the horsepower, except for his teammate the 19-year-old rookie, Venus VK, who made it into the Fast 9, the only Chevy to make it in the Fast 9. Mm-hmm. But I, I really don't see Ed winning it this year. That's just well, my – I could be wrong. It definitely seems like Honda's top uh, – they're they're top-heavy right now. So we'll, we'll have to see the difference in between the Chevys and the Hondas come Sunday. Yeah, I mean, at this point, especially in qualifying, it looked like Chevy brought a knife to a gunfight. But yeah. that doesn't – Chevys won't race good, they right? Race better than they qualify. So, but especially I, I, in pack racing. Yes, but I still see. Look at that! Look at that! Da- I'm blowing Damon's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not <I'm>, really. <laughs> I don't want to give it away yet, so I'll, I'll just say no. I don't think Ed gets it this year. Okay, I know we don't want to do the checkers <laughs> and wreckers yet. That's for Sunday morning, right before the firing of the gun. Right. Yeah, so, um, what what are you guys' plans? Is you know normally our thing is, uh, you know, we get smashed for car day. We go out and enjoy a free concert, a couple hundred Jello shots. You know, I mean, you know, all those good things that we love to do. You know, you know, and then. Um, barbecue on Saturday and race on Sunday. It's a little different this year. So what are you guys' plans for the weekend? Go ahead, Tom. I guess, I guess sleep in on Sunday race day for the first <laughs> time in 25 years. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. But that's about I mean, it. That, uh, I, I think, you know, everything's going to be, for the most part, outside of going to the track, fairly normal. So Friday, I've got NBC Sports Gold. So I'm going to be watching Carb Day action uh, all day there. Now, granted, you're not going to see the Indy Lights race there, so that's a, a little unfortunate there because of what happened. Indy Lights didn't run this year. Um, so you, you're still going to see that practice on the track. I've been watching all the practicing that they've they've had going on so far. Graham's getting into it. He's loving it. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Carb Day. 
maybe enjoy maybe enjoy some a few drinks there. Uh, well, I, I've got the kids, so I can't get too crazy. But uh, and but then you're, you're Tommy boy. You like to party. Well, that comes at eight thirty when she gets off. <laughs> then it's race weekend so saturday you know usually saturday i don't go out to the festival um saturday for me is kind of sit back relax you got a big day coming here so i think saturday what i'm gonna do is kind of uh take that that concert if you will and i'm gonna be chilling and listening to some music all day just relaxing uh catching up on uh maybe a little bit of uh, other forms of racing there and then Sunday, we're going to do checkers and records, I think. And then we're going to bang it out. And I'm going to be in front of that TV for 200 laps. I mean, I, I will not move. Just like once I get to the Southwest Vista, Vista Section 18 rope PP, I'm, I'm there. I am stuck. So in what that. he's saying is if you have to PP, you better do it before you go to row PP. I sit on PP every year. <laughs> oh, Lord, I do. It's true. Seat nine, baby. Southwest Vista. I don't know why I keep calling it the Vista. It's the Vista. The Vista. The Vista. Goodness gracious. I thought you said 830. <laughs> right. So what you got, Audi? Um... Well, you know, uh, I won't be watching Carb Day on Friday like Sean unless I decide to go to his house because I am off Friday, so I could do that. Uh, Saturday, you know, probably chill, hang out, probably have some adult beverages, and then porn. I don't know if I'm going to actually go out to the track. I've thought about going out to the track, taking a cooler and chair and sit out there and listen and have the radio and listen to it right there. Or I may just, you know, hopefully somebody will invite me to a real cool party and We'll go party and watch the race. That's about it. That's what I, I have seen that they've been uh, having some people out in like turn one. Um, so there's a lot right behind uh, the short shoot back there. And you can see the, the Jumbotron and they're turning it on. So they're kind of inviting people to say, hey, come watch. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, until a couple hundred thousand people show up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, man. It's going to get kind of crowded out there on Sunday morning. I think it is. It might be a little more than they uh, they want to handle out there. It'll be interesting to see that dynamic, though, because, like I said, I mean, it, it's kind of an open invitation. If you're going to turn on those TVs that you can see from across the street and that big open area is going to be there, well, they're probably going to come. What's the old saying? We're sports fans. We like the movie. If you build it, they'll come. Um, well, Roger, you built it, so they're going to come. I hate saying I guarantee you there are going to be some food trucks and some merchandising absolutely, out there. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Why not? <laughs> so what you got, Dan? Uh, well, Friday I'll be working. It's first carb day I've worked in probably 12 years. Um, Saturday I'm going to try to head a little, about 12 to 15 minutes south of here at Whiteland Raceway to get the cart out for the first time to get some track time down. But I will say that in Sunday, obviously, I might I might go hit nine early a Sunday morning, and then like like these guys, 
I'm in front of the TV come 2.30, I believe. And it's weird because normally the race starts at noon. And mm-hmm. now this year it's 2.30. And I'm sure yeah. that had to do with TV deal. But it oh, is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, Tommy Boy actually had a really good thought earlier this week. He Uh-oh. texts – I know. Watch out, folks. He texts yeah. me this picture of a scaffold. He goes, <laughs> let's rent a scaffold. Now I'm thinking, where in the hell do you think they're going to let us put this thing up at? But, hey, I'm not taken away from the idea. The idea is fantastic. That would be <laughs> awesome to be able to look over like the – you'd be sitting up in the back 40 or the north 40 sitting that high up, being able to see a little bit of the track at least. That'd be cool. like the 500s from the 50s. But it's right. not as fantastic as the yellow shirt idea. <laughs> this is true. Sometimes somebody comes up on us like Tommy Boy said, we can run away. Even though me and Daniel's not going to be as fast as Tommy Boy, but we can yeah. still run. Hey, it's like a bear at that point. I just don't got to be the slowest. <laughs> <laughs> See ya, man. Damon, what do you got going on? Hey, man, I'm chilling. You know, man. I think you need to put no, out like oh. an Indy 500. This is what Damon's cooking on the Indy 500. Give us that. Give and it's pretty much that's what's going to happen because normally, you know, we party hardy Friday. And then when I get home, I immediately start smoking meat for the Memorial Day barbecue that I have every, that I have every, every Saturday of race weekend. So with that not happening, I'm probably might do a little bit of something on Saturday, but I think the difference is with this Sunday. Uh, instead of just listening to the race, I think I might actually cook out on Saturday, on Sunday and listen to the race while I'm cooking. There you go. There you I'll go. tell you what's going to be the weirdest thing for me is uh, that night. Because usually I go watch the race yep. live, and then I come home. Watch it again. And I watch it on TV. Yep. So I just want to know, if I'm in the Indianapolis area, are you still going to play it at night? Because I kind of rely on that. <laughs> I rely on that a little bit. I guess it depends on how long the race really goes. I don't think they're going to replay it here. I just, uh, no. I don't think we're going to get the replay, unfortunately. No, no I think we're going to double dip. <laughs> exactly. It, it would pretty much be like, all right, in the checker flag waves, and we're about to start the broadcast with 104 running <laughs> right. of the Indianapolis 500. You don't even get to see the celebration of the milk. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going right to the green. Well, I have a- <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Audi. So since we were talking earlier about, you know, the crowds not being there and the pressure off and stuff like that, and, you know, you guys being the sports guys, let's uh, hear your opinion on, do you think that would give a rookie a better shot at winning this year because there's no fans, there's no pressure, he just has to go out there and drive? Damon, go ahead. Mine's pretty easy. I have no clue. (laughs) The Brad Doherty answer. Back to the ass. <laughs> I think that that would give a rookie the same shot as it would a vet in that aspect. Now, they still don't know. I mean, they know the track. Everybody knows the track. They still don't know. They haven't been in that car. They haven't done this. However, I still think it could be a shot. 
I don't see it happening. That's it's just Indianapolis is it's Indianapolis, and you've got to put down what eight hundred solid turns here, and a rookie might be able to do about seven hundred and ninety. But can he pull off all eight hundred of them? That's going to be the tough part here. Uh, the last rookie to win not too long ago with Rossi there. So uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's been done. So it's been done. It has been done, and no pressure now. So I, it could happen. I'm just going to say that it's 2020. I didn't think Marco was going to go out there and get the pole, but it no, I'll give you that. So with you asking that, I mean, do you think it's going to? Is it between Polo and VK, uh, uh, or do you think Pato or Oliver has a chance coming back from a little farther back? I, you know, I think all four of them have a legitimate shot. I mean. Pato and um, Oliver ran pretty strong all season so far leading up to this point. Uh, you know, VK has been the question mark because uh, Carpenter has been kind of unhappy with him until last weekend when he was, you know, very pleased with him. And then, uh, you know, Polo, he's a good driver. I mean, so I, I could see any four of them having a legitimate shot at doing it. I'm with you there. It, it is Indy. It's 2020. Anything can happen. And All right. I mean, there's so many questionables this year and undetermines that we. It, it's going to be hard to pick who's going to win the Indy 500 this year, the 104th running of the Indy 500. The 104th running of the Indianapolis 500. Yes, the Indianapolis 500. And I know that you guys are going to give your checkers and wreckers picks. On Sunday, I think we, Damon and myself, are going to give our picks now real quick because I know Sean's got a Thursday night uh, uh, broadcast to hit here very shortly. So, Damon, who do you got? You're good. Huh? Um, I I have either the chick or the colored person. Oh, wow. Well... Looks like yeah. the uh, pace car driver may win the race because I don't know who that is. Elio? Danica's in the booth. Elio? There we go. There we go. That's, that's my pick. <laughs> All right. He's picking Elio. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There has been so many Brad Doherty answers in this show. It's I like Doherty. You're giving Doherty a hard time. I think he's solid. He is a he is a good he's a damn good commentator, but I don't think he has much to do in the owning of the car. <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about yeah, commentating. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to go completely out on a limb here. My checkers pick, James Hinchcliffe pulls it in. My wreckers pick. Scott Dixon. I know I'm getting crazy here, folks. It's the 104th running of the Indianapolis 500, and I'm going crazy. The dark horse. Can't wait to hear this. My dark horse will be Connor Daly. That was that. That's the one I got to agree with you, I guess. Three. What? That was your best pick out of the three. Well, see? I'm going to get one out of three right. Unlike my UFC picks, you bet your ass I won money on those picks over the weekend, last weekend. Ha-ha! <laughs> what? So, real, we could do a little uh, a little bet your ass segment with the 500 because I've got the odds. 
written down right here. So your favorite to win the 500 is actually Scott Dixon at a plus 400. Okay. So some solid odds still. If you want to put 20 bucks on Dixon, you're going to take home, what, $80 uh, to, to walk away there. Then you, you look back at uh, Andretti. Marco's teammate actually is second there with a plus 750. You got Rossi. Rossi's always a solid showing here at Indy. So, uh, obviously, Vegas going to put him with some solid odds there. And then uh, you go down the, the line. You got Ryan Hunter Ray at plus 800. The pole sitter, Marco Andretti, who's on fire right now. Absolutely on fire. And if there was a year for the Andrettis, 2020 just screams it. And he's at plus 850. So put your money on just put five bucks on Mark. If you got five bucks to throw down at uh, what at mybet.com, throw my it at mybookie.com. Well, I'm my thinking bookie. of my bet on mybookie.com. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go. If you want to get all the rest of his numbers and all the rest of his picks, make sure you guys tune in to Checkers Records on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock Eastern, it's 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Absolutely, you so well. there. You did that so well, Tommy boy. Howdy! Thank you guys for joining us on this Indianapolis 500 Couch Talk Special, the Eve. Yes, that's right, the Eve of Carb Day, of the 104th running of the Indianapolis 500. <laughs> we will see you guys Sunday, Damon. What do we do? We keep the track sporty, baby. Ooh. <laughs> Peace.